Namal Mishnah Padaya, Vishnu Pishtai Vutali, Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nityanamini, Namaste Saraswati Devi, Vedanta Pishtai, Devi Sesha Shudhimati, Sachadishtai, Namal Mishnah Padaya, Krishna Pishtai Vutali, Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Saraswati Nityanamini, Namam Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Chandra Shri Abhita Gadha Shri Arashana Bhakti 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 Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama Rama Hare Hare But uh, 
But they're very good because they last for a long time. And ultimately, Krishna says, Patam Pushpam Param Chuyam. If something's offered with Jyomi Bhakti Apriyachati, if it's offered with Bhakti, then he accepts it. Okay, questions? And this is for Turkish devotees who are asking questions, or other guests who are not devotees who came, like Mohan Prabhu or others. Otherwise, we're going to have a very short session here. She has a younger, has a question. My question is a bit technical question. How can we please our Goranitai? How can we please our deities, Goranitai deities, when we are worshiping them at home? That's horrible. Can't can't understand the words you say. Oh, I don't have my feeling here. <laughs> how can we um, worship our deities at home, our Goranitai, and how can we please them by our worship? Chant Hare Krishna and distribute books. Hare Krishna, Very simple. Gornitai don't need big puja. The more rounds you chant or you do kirtan in front of them, then that's how they're worshipped. And that you can distribute Krishna consciousness to others. And that's the advantage of worshipping Gornitai. You get the topmost benefit, minimum risk, little effort. No, no offense. It's because I no, uh, There's no other deities that uh, do not accept offense. And, uh, and no one else uh, other than Radha Krishna can give what they give. So, yeah, Gordita, they use the bodies. The bodies can have in their homes. Even Prabhupada said that you can have a picture of Panchatattva. You put it in your, put them in your drawer. You take them out, put them up when you chant when you chant Hare Krishna. And you put them away again. That's all. You become 
I keep forgetting to ask you that someone is missing, but uh, I always will just remind me over lunch. Something else? The story you told us about Shiva Prabhupada's um, insisting on the... Go, go a little further back. Okay. The story you told us about uh, Prabhupada's insisting that the books uh, should be printed very quickly has influenced me a lot. Uh, can you speak to me without the microphone? Because you're right beside me. <laughs> the story you told us about Srila Prabhupada, that he was insisting uh, books to be printed very quickly, has influenced me a lot. But if you... Has influenced me. Uh, has impressed me. We are, uh, we are not many people and we are trying to do a lot of things. Somewhat more uh, than uh, he normally would. 
Yani bu endişeli olanlar, endişeli olanlar aslında Krishna için yani biraz daha fazla bir şey yapma sorumluluğu alan kişiler oluyor. But uh, because it's something that Sri Prabhupada or Krishna or spiritual master very much want, therefore you do it. Yani Krishna manevretmen if you go out and distribute books, it's difficult. You'll get an anxiety. And uh, there'll be many obstacles that'll come along. But it's all good for your Krishna consciousness. Of course, we have to accept it in, in the right mood. Yeah. Prabhupada said that he saw an example when he wanted the temple in Toronto. And it was very expensive. Then the president said, well, Prabhupada, we're going to be in so much anxiety trying to figure out how to make the payments, mortgage payments. So Prabhupada said, it's good to be in anxiety for Krishna. You only, you only go ahead when you're dissatisfied with where you are. So if you're satisfied with where you are, that's it. You stay there and you don't move. And what's ahead of us is always more than what we have now, and it's always a challenge. Actually, this over-endeavor relates to over-endeavor for mundane things that are very difficult to achieve. That's the whole translation of the word. It doesn't say over-endeavor for Krishna consciousness. You had a question. You know, and uh, I don't know, did you do that when you were young, that you take the, when you had shoe polish, we used to polish our shoes, right? 
You take the two ends and you put a string between them. And then someone goes over there and over here. And then you can hear and understand. Of course, you can hear the person talking. <laughs> anyway, this reminds me of what it sounds like. <laughs> so. Dear Maharaj, my question is related to Sharanagati, and then you said that we should uh, surrender to Krishna, and we should, um, how we should place um, acceptance and struggle in our life. So, we should we also struggle for certain things in our lives? Or we should. Uh, struggle for certain things in our lives, or we should uh, surrender fully everything? I don't understand what the connection between the two is. You're struggling in the material world all the time. It's a struggle. So work means struggle. So we go to school and we have a career and we think, oh, this is something wonderful. I was on the morning walk with Srila Prabhupada and Prabhupada was saying, work is the punishment for being in the material world. So everyone's so proud. I got this diploma, I got that diploma. But the diploma only says what your punishment is for your whole life. <laughs> That's why a lot of times people tell us, go get a job. Because <laughs> they're envious that we're not doing that kind of work. So always, but that's got nothing to do with surrendering to Krishna. But surrendering is a process that takes place. It's not something you do overnight. And as you become detached uh, from material things and attached to Krishna, uh, that's how you become more and more surrendered. Remind me to phone Max also. Is that right? But struggling, everything's a struggle. Kali Yuga means you struggle for everything. As soon as a baby's born, he's just crying. Why? Because material world is a nice place. No, he's already suffering. Yeah, it's, 
it's a struggle. Dukalayam, Shashvatam, and Krishna says, yes, everything is duk, everything is full of suffering and pain, Shashvatam, and everything is temporary. At least if you had to struggle for something permanent, but now we're struggling for everything that's temporary. And at the end, it's all lost. So then struggle to be Krishna conscious. That's also a struggle. But it's a struggle that has increasing benefits. And you never lose the result. So result is always there. Even if we don't complete in this life, you continue in the next life. So yeah, Krishna consciousness will be also a struggle, but it's a good struggle. Who's, who's going to select the devotees? Okay, so. In the initiation ceremony, you mentioned that not just the disciple should have faith, but also the spiritual master should have faith in the in the disciple. If a disciple of yours has made a mistake and lost your uh, trust, how uh, she or he can regain that? Either to you or to the devotees if she has made some mistake. Eğer sizin yakınınızı bulunamıyorsa, mesela Mayapur'a hizmet yapsam, Yuracadan sizin yanınıza gelmiyorsa, yoksa sizi memnun edebilecek hizmette bulunmuyorsa. If that disciple cannot come to Mayapur or Nivacadam to serve you or cannot do some service that will please you. Why not? Why not to come? Generally, uh, our principle is that spiritual master is really very tolerant. The devotees make mistakes. I mean, we all make mistakes. 
So I make mistakes. So uh, that you can't, that's the whole idea of Krishna consciousness, that you make mistakes, but you learn from them and you move forward. And you don't keep making the same mistake. So, the devotees make mistakes, doesn't lose faith. But even if someone, uh, even if his spiritual master would lose faith uh, in a disciple, but faith is uh, something that uh, it can go down, it can go back up. So then one can rebuild faith. And that's what we're doing here in Krishna consciousness. We're rebuilding Krishna's faith in us. So then what, what do you do? Even if someone thinks that they're in that position, then they remain steady in Krishna consciousness, chant Hare Krishna nicely. And do things that they know uh, pleases the spiritual master. Is that okay? Yes, thank you for the knowledge. Yeah. That's a, <coughs> two questions. Please. Say it in Turkish, I don't know. My first question may be somewhat a foolish question, but I prefer asking this question uh, rather than being a fool all my life. Sorum şu şekilde, eğer bir kişi Krishna bilincine küçük yaşlarda başlamadıysam ve adınan bir yerde doğmadıysam, Krishna bilincine daha geç bir yaşta başladıysam, önünde çok uzun yıllar yoksa, yine de mükemmelliğe ulaşabilir mi? If somebody is not born in a Krishna conscious family and has come to Krishna consciousness at a later age, can this person still come to perfection? Çünkü bu konu yani sanki benim içinde kendini tamamen adamını engelleyen bir şey işareti duruyor. Onu özel burada kendilerine çok isterim. This question has become like a question mark in my mind, which doesn't let me devote myself fully. So I would like to erase this question from my mind, if possible here. So we have devotees who come in the. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. So in one sense, Krishna consciousness is very simple. This Prabhupada used to say, just love Krishna. And that's 
that's it. So if we uh, if we have affection for Krishna, then Krishna takes yoga, kshema, Krishna takes everything into consideration. Hmm. He's not uh, he's not expecting that people will have uh, especially in this age all the material assets that they should have. But he wants to see how sincere is this person in trying to love me. And regardless of how uh, old uh, someone may be, if that's their heart's desire, uh, then Krishna will reciprocate. Number two. Since I first met you, you always mentioned about studying Srila Prabhupada's books. I would like to learn what you uh, expect from us um, exactly when you want us to study Srila Prabhupada's books. <coughs> You should ask Bhakti Shastri, Bhakti Vai Baba, Bhakti Vedanta, and Bhakti Sarvabhama. Because Bhakti Sarvabhama is not there. The, the curriculum is not yet prepared. But Prabhupada established he wanted that were an educational institution and that uh, even when Prabhupada was talking in 1973 to the BBC uh, in, in, uh, in uh, and uh, The uh, interviewer uh, wanted to know, well, what is Krishna consciousness? Prabhupada said, we're a school. We're an educational institution. We have our books, and we teach people in the science of Bhakti Yoga. So Prabhupada really wanted his disciples to take these different tests. And he set out the curriculum, uh, which was based on his books. Um, and when you have to start studying uh, according to certain homework, and then studying for, uh, for, for exams, then, then you know how, to, how much you're studying, what studying is. 
Just those four books. I give that example. You're all educated. You all went to grade school, high school, um, and university. Add up how many books you've had to read. So many books. So we offer what? So all, all to sink into the mode of, mode of ignorance. That's all. That's the only benefit we get. Uh, we study more and more how to become more and more ignorant. You may not like that, but that's what uh, knowledge, uh, uh, this material knowledge, which is meant for becoming a so-called productive member of society is, it's, it's poison. It uh, fills your memory banks with all kinds of trash. That then is uh, no longer available for Krishna consciousness. So, you know, <coughs> memorize verses. Devotees should memorize a verse a day. And often the answer is, oh, I can't do that. I don't have, I'm, my memory is not so good anymore. Why isn't it good? Because we've stuffed so much garbage in there, there's no memory left. But we memorized a lot of things in our so-called education. Wait, what was the question? Did I answer the question? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that you're able to pass these examinations with Prabhupada gave. You just study Prabhupada's books. Just read Prabhupada's books. I know everyone's got a lot of other things to do. But there's probably a lot of wasted time going on. Internet, mobile phone, television, who knows what. It's just a waste of time. When I used to travel around Hungary and do programs at people's homes, I used to tell them, throw the television out the window. <laughs> so, 
A lot of people thought that was very humorous. Some people, though, gave uh, gave their televisions away to somebody else. And then one one person who was living on the first floor apartment, he actually threw his television. <laughs> Anyway, he got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, if you have an enemy in your house, you're going to keep it in there. Yeah. It's your enemy. <laughs> so why would you why would you give a home to your enemy? I would like to ask about the role of Vaishnava etiquette in the life of a devotee. And does a devotee get the reactions for not following the Vaishnava etiquette if he is not trained in the Vaishnava etiquette? Who gets Christmas trees at Christmas? Anyone have Christmas tree at home? <coughs> In Turkey, no. do you do that? We don't yeah. celebrate Christmas. Good for the Christmas trees. Poor trees. But you know what, what it's about. So, when you get a Christmas tree, what do you do with it? Yeah, but you put these little balls that are designed to break. <laughs> so frustrating. Half of them are already broken in the box. <laughs> And then, well, in Hungary, we put a so-and-so, we put a kind of candy. And then, you know, you put snow, artificial snow, you spray it. Anyway, you put decoration. Ornaments. So, or, or ladies, everyone's especially look. She's really got all kinds of ornaments. <laughs> because when you don't have ornaments, then you're plain, plain looking. Just a Christmas tree without the ornaments. It's not very, uh, not very celebratory. <laughs> so 
Szabad Csaitanya said this Vaishnav Sadachar, this Vaishnav etiquette is the ornaments of a devotee. So uh, Arjun right in the beginning he's asking so he asking, how should I walk, or how does a self-realized soul walk, how does he sit, how does he stand, uh, what, is, what is actually his behavior? You saw pictures of Prabhupada walking or video? Did you see? So that's how the devotee walks. Prabhupada, why do you always hold your head up like that? Prabhupada said, because I know no one can defeat me. <laughs> and if, uh, if you study Prabhupada's books, no one can defeat you. Um, so yes, we should, uh, we need to study the real aspects of of good behavior, Vaishnav conduct. Every culture has its uh, its codes of conduct. Some of them are very similar. You pay respects to older people. It's there in every culture. It's there in Vaishnavism also. But then, you, more important than paying respect to old people is paying respect to someone who's very Krishna conscious. So when Sukadeva Goswami came to speak Srimad Bhagavatam, he's only 16 years old. And there were so many ancient sages and yogis and devotees there. And because he was so spiritually advanced, they all stood up. Almost all. Vyasadeva was his father, he didn't stand up. Narada his guru, he didn't stand up. So, and uh, do, do you get reaction for... Uh, yeah, you, you, you can get very serious reaction. So what we call the ten offenses to the holy name is all about Sadhachar. Not uh, 
not dealing nicely with Vaishnavas, uh, interaction, most dangerous thing. Vaishnava Parat. So, uh, yes, you, there's a reaction according to the nature of the transgression. And if someone hasn't been trained, do they get reaction? Yeah, they also, they also get reaction. Because if no one trained you, you should train yourself. It's a... Uh, it's part of uh, the offering is so fast. Yes, they are waiting for, huh? they are waiting for feast, the season. What are they waiting for? For a feast and arrange if there's enough salt or not. No, no, go ahead. That offering should be 20 minutes. So Yes. So. Of course, when we don't know something for a good reason, then that's taken into consideration. <coughs> but we should, we should know and uh, we should study Chaitanya Charitamrita. Again, it's in Prabhupada's books. Uh, but uh, there's other books also that deal with the topic. I don't know if there's one book that just deals with Sadhachar. I've not seen it. But it's spread out throughout the uh, throughout Shastra and uh, also Sanatan Goswami's Sanatan Goswami's what? What's it called? Hari Bhakti Vilas is full of Sarajar. You shouldn't call the spiritual master's attention from behind. You should not step on his shadow. There's a, there's a lot of interesting things. Some of them are sort of impractical. So, like stepping on the shadow. No problem. Stand, go for a walk. He would stand in one place, and the devotees came around him. Uh, it was, you know, impossible to hear Prabhupada if somebody didn't, if the devotees didn't stand on their shadows. But calling someone from behind is impolite in any culture. So, yes, we should learn how to be a real gentleman. 
see something else. Yes. Uh, what what is sadhacharya? Sadhacharya. The uh, conduct of a person per, of a perfect person <coughs> that is known as sadhacharya. So that's why I talked about how Prabhupada walked. And so many other things. So the conduct of these Mahabhagavatas, when that's it isn't that they follow scripture, scripture follows them. So, you know, what is Shastra? Shastra is what great personalities have spoken. You see Srimad Bhagavatam, what's it about? Different people speaking. It's not some, you know, obstruse uh, uh, writings that no one no one uh, spoke or composed. <coughs> so Shastra comes from great personalities. Those who are beyond the four mistakes. Perfect person, then you'll know what a perfect sadhacharya is. Someone else. When we perform our prescribed duties in the material world, working and so on, how to perform all of those activities in order to satisfy Krishna? You have to uh, give the results of your work to Krishna. That means you give a certain amount of money. Prabhupada kept saying 50%. But that's for people who make quite a bit of money. <laughs> In other words, if you have to all of a sudden live on half of your income, then uh, it may not be so easy to do. Yeah, it's called tithing in English. Tithing. And, and it's defined, if you look in the dictionary, it's defined as the Christian uh, method of donation and giving 10% of your income. I don't know what it's 
Alternatively, you give 10% of your time. Neden? Bunu alternatif olarak zamanınızın yüzde olduğunu You do some service for Krishna. Uh, and that should really mean service, for instance, at the at a local temple. So it's something a little out of what I'm doing at home. Prana, Artha, Tiya, Vasha. So these are the four things uh, that one should uh, one can give to Krishna. Give your life. You become a full-time devotee. Uh, Krishna is going to retire soon. And then he's going to do what Krishna Mala did a long time ago. <laughs> and just be full-time service. Prana, Artha. Artha means wealth. So you get wealth. So it explains that. Dhyaya uh, means your words, you speak. Sorry, no, Dhyaya Vacha is your words. Dhyaya means? Intelligence. Oh yes, T. So you give your intelligence. means that you, you do something uh, that other people can't do. I'm a bookkeeper, so I come to the temple and I do what seems to be an impossibility for devotees, and that is to keep proper accounts. <laughs> I don't know, it's a curse. It's very rare to find a yatra that actually knows what's happening with their money. So something, or you're, you're speaking on behalf of uh, Krishna consciousness. Vajra. So, yes, uh, in, in this way, we should, uh, when our work is dedicated, uh, we give the results of our work in that way. It's all the results of our work because that's, that's how our work is maintaining us. And best if we can just uh, cut down the amount of work that we do in the material world. <coughs> and try and re-examine how to do things as how to live as simply as possible. And how to work as little as possible. And the birds, they, they don't go to work, they didn't get educated. But they still know how to make a nest. 
And they still know what they should eat. And they have their families. No one ever taught them, you know, uh, either how, uh, what is it, sex education in school. It comes to, so the birds, the animals, uh, they, they do all of these things without uh, any of this complication that we do. We complicate life to no end, and then we think that we're intelligent. You plant a fruit tree, and I don't know, you get, in south, <coughs> south of Turkey, you get a mango tree. How much is a mango? Or a kilo of mangoes? How much? Three dollars in Ontario. One? One is three dollars price. One mango is three dollars. That's my point. How much does the tree card charge? It's free. It was always free. It will be always free. And you've complicated life in such a way that you now have to pay and you have to work three dollars for a mango. So that's intelligence. What's free, you pay three dollars for it. And everything that we need is actually free. Everything is already perfect. We didn't have to elaborate any further on it. And the more that we pick around with material energy, uh, the more dangerous our situation becomes. Prabhupada gives the story. He's, he gives the example of what the scientists are like who are inventing new things and fiddling around with the material energy. So Prabhupada says when, you know, in India they fell a tree, a cut down a tree. And then they they saw planks. They saw it into planks. So when they're sawing a plank and it's lunchtime. Then they put a wedge in there. Wedge. You know, a piece of wood that's shaped like a triangle. So they put a wedge in. And so that way, the, you know, the tree and the plank, it's like this, it's being cut. Along comes a monkey. 
And he sits in between the two things like this. And he starts fiddling around with the wedge. <laughs> and when he knocks the wedge out, <laughs> then it closes like that. And he's in the middle. So Prabhupada said that's also what the scientists are doing. <laughs> They're playing around with material energy. And, and at one point, it just, we've already reached that point. We have these atomic bombs. We have these nuclear weapons. And, and uh, you know, Russia, China's catching up, UK, America, there are certain countries that have nuclear weapons. But between Russia and America, they have enough nuclear bombs to kill everybody in the world 200 times over. I mean, why do you have to kill? What, what is the meaning of killing people 200 times? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> And yet they keep making more. <laughs> China is really making many rockets to, to catch up to the rest of the world. Uh, so everyone has this, everyone agrees on this one policy. It's called MAD. Mad. M-A-D. Mad. But you can't translate it. It's called mad. So mad means mutually assured destruction. So no one wins a nuclear war. We're all dead. 200 times over. <laughs> so that's, that's intelligence and that's, that's science. Yes, sir. He is a surgeon, so he would like to ask um, about himself because he is maintaining himself like this. A surgeon? Mm -hmm. What kind of surgeon? Uh, ophthalmologist, eye surgeon. Sorry. Eye surgeon? Yeah. I need some cataracts. <laughs> <laughs> I shall be more than proud. Thank you. You have a surgery here in Turkey? <laughs> okay, we'll keep it in mind. Go ahead. Uh, 
son söylediklerinize dayanarak Batı tıpkı ve e, cerrahi müdahalelerin Kırşta bilinciyle çeliştiği bir şey var mı? Yani, e, uyumlu mudur? Yani, evet. Kırşta'nın işine mi karışıyoruz? As you uh, said a few words about scientific developments, so is, is there anything in which is, is there anything which is not in harmony uh, with this kind of medical um, attempts or like interventions? So are we are getting on? In Krishna's business, when we are doing some intervention like this, when we are doing some surgery. Uh, Krishna's business? No, it's because you're getting paid. So it's a it's a job. It becomes Krishna's business, like I said, when you give the results of your activity. I had a very good friend in England and he was an optometrist. Yeah, we're into the eye, eye business here now. And uh, when I first went to him, when I first started to meet glasses, uh, you know, he said, Maharaj, don't charge you. I said, that's good. But uh, uh, I want you to do service for devotees that you'll never charge any devotee for glasses. So he doesn't, well, he passed away. And now his son has taken over the business and it's the same way he doesn't charge for glasses. Then that's Krishna's business. It's still business for Krishna. So if I come, don't charge me. Unmotivated devotional spirit. You know, or, well, we need to stop. And, uh, just as I understood his question a bit differently, that he was asking, is there or are there any uh, medical procedures that are against the general understanding or against Krishna's business? Abortion. You know, I had trouble with my uh, prostate. I had to go quite regularly to the hospital. And, you know, we had to stand in line to see the doctor. Now, a lot of the people who were in front of me, they, they would like, you know, go out for a cigarette and then come back. 
So I'm thinking, why am I standing in the back of the line behind people who smoke cigarettes? I don't smoke cigarettes. So they're destroying their body and doctors have to treat people who voluntarily destroy their body, forget it. So people who drink, who smoke, take drugs, and do so many other things, they should stand in the back of the line. Because the medical system everywhere in the world is overwhelmed. And they're overwhelmed because people aren't living the lifestyle that Krishna gave. If people would just stop eating meat, they would immediately be much healthier. And these other things, smokes, drugs, alcohol, illicit sex. Men have increasingly more and more sex. It means they just lose their intelligence. And they weak, they become weak. That semen is the real essence of your body. I forget Prabhupada would say that it takes so many gallons of blood just to make a drop of semen. So that's why one of the first things that brahmacharis are taught uh, is celibacy. Among other things, it's a health issue. So, in a sense, there's a lot of things that are not so obvious that doctors are, you know, not the ideal thing to do. But, uh, you know, abortion is one that Srila Prabhupada really clearly emphasized. And uh, <coughs> yes, you know there are, for instance, uh, making a sex change, which is becoming like a real uh, good business again. So, um, don't believe in things like that. I won't do it. And there are, you know, for instance, there, there are doctors who have, for religious reasons, they won't do certain things like abortion. And there are sort of priests who, you know, they, they won't marry men or women. 
And uh, there's a lot of court cases about this, people who, about civil rights versus religious rights. So especially in a government-run institution, whether it's medical or something else, everybody's entitled to um, this medical treatment. But the doctor doesn't agree on the basis of his religious rights, he can't do something. We had a devotee who passed away recently. And he was a, he was a naturopath. And uh, he would tell his uh, people who came to him, if you're not a vegetarian, I, I won't treat you. You have to become a vegetarian. So, at least well, for the time that he was treating them, people became vegetarians. And, and so on. Why should I treat somebody who's bent on destroying his body? What's the point? Why should uh, why should I uh, be a liver specialist for people who have cirrhosis of the liver due to drinking too much alcohol? And you've got all these doctors, you know, doing all kinds of either lung transplants or so many things for people who have lung cancer, throat cancer, alcohol smoking, mouth cancer. It's, uh, and doing that means you're encouraging making a business out of uh, suicide. Because that's what they're doing. They're committing suicide and you're profiting from other people doing suicide. So I feel, you know, doctors should hang out a sign, get together, and we're not treating these people until they stop this kind of lifestyle. Eye specialists tell them, you can't watch TV, you can't go to movies, uh, you can't look at pornography. <laughs> if you're looking at these things, I can't treat you. <laughs> Should we go for Prasadam? Yeah, we'll go for Prasadam. Okay, thank you all very much.
Okay, so we're going. Otherwise, everyone's going to stay here. Hare Krishna. Uh oh. The shinga, can you take take that? <laughs> 